0: We back baby, y'all know what it is, from hood to good, each and every Monday, happy Labor Day by the way. Every Monday, bringing that expert on, extracting that genius. This Monday is no different just because it's Labor Day. Today, we got investor, philanthropist, author, my man, David M. Torrance in the building. He gonna drop some gems on how to get started in investing, bringing that generational wealth, getting that going. David is the CEO of Throne Consulting Group, I recommend y'all check that out, and a founder of the nonprofit KP Cares Foundation, which is geared toward assisting under-resourced communities in bridging that wealth gap, so I'm really excited about everything David gonna share with y'all today on this Labor Day, y'all have a blessed one, be safe out there, and let's get right to the gritty gritty, I say gritty gritty nitty Gritty, y'all know what I mean. Come on. What's going on, world? We back with
1: another From Hood the Good episode. Your boy Ronnie Jack's holding it down. And I got another special one. I always say they special, but they all special in my heart. Today we're gonna be talking about the bag. And I know y'all <laughs> love to talk about the bag. We got um investor, CEO, philanthropist, author. He's doing a lot of things. Um, we got David Torrance in the building. What's up, man? How are you doing?
0: <laughs> I'm blessed,
1: man. How you feeling this morning? I'm doing good. Uh, had a good start to my day. Did my
2: workout. Did my morning reading. So it's a good start. And uh, it's getting even better since I'm here.
1: Mm. Mm, I'm loving it. Sounds like you already got the routine, everything going. Yeah, got to um, start off Mondays right. Mondays
2: are the most important days of the week. Keep it over in, uh, realize that how you start your Monday can be a really good catalyst for having um, a good week.
1: Mm. Okay. So um, since we're here to talk about the bag, (laughs) can you tell us a little bit, because I I think um, like the story is more important than the destination or, you know, you're you're always like um, just learning things, developing things. Can you tell us a little bit about um, your background, you know, maybe your 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 history, how how you found your lane, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, my original uh career was um I was
2: a uh, sports performance coach. So I've trained high school, college, and professional athletes for the for a good five years. Um, I worked in physical therapy um uh, for three years during sports medicine rehab. Um, but then um. In the past three years, as I transitioned out of my last career, um, I realized that uh, I was trading too much of my time for my dollars so that I only made money when I trained. Right. So and it was great. I had a good rate. Um, I had consistent clients, but like it was too much work. I had to sweat for too much of my money and it, I didn't like it. So um, I went on this this journey to find a way how I could do things a little bit better and a little bit different. And I was blessed enough to have um, a mentor who was my cousin. He's a financial analyst, kind of put me on game. Um, and he tried to put me on game a couple years back when he really, really got into it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I heard about stocks, I heard about investing. It's too much work, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I kind of like pushed off to the side. But then um, when I came to that realization that like I was went for too much of my money, I had to find another way to make money. And I went to I went back to what he told me about investing. And fast forward, right three years now, um, I've kind of allowed myself to be a, as I would say, master investor. I guess you could say, um, to where like I live off my investments this is what I do. I teach people. I do webinars. Um, I have a nonprofit where I empower at-risk communities and minorities. To learn exactly what I learned so that they can have access to this information at an earlier age so that they maybe they can do better than I did. They don't have to wait till 27 to finally say, I don't got to work for anybody. Right. They can do it when they're 21, 22, 18. So yeah. that's kind of
1: how I kind of got to where I am in, in the shortest way possible. Mm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It, and it sounds to me like I, I think people who um not only do what they enjoy doing and get paid for it, but also. You know, have like a, a non profit, something where it's not so much about money, but it's just empowering yeah. people. You
0: exactly. know, I think it's,
1: yeah, I think it's awesome to have like both that, that kind of balance on there. And, um, as I was, um, like looking your story up one thing that I find interesting, and you know, forgive me if I'm stepping out of bounds, but, um, I think the story is, is at least what matters to me. You know, I like to just really dive into the background. You mentioned you were um first generation college grad. Yeah. How did like how did mm. how did that feel? How well, like what, what that felt like when you Yeah, uh,
2: I kind of I'm thank you for bringing that up cuz I kind of always gloss over that fact, right? And it's really important. When we're talking about as we hear, breaking generational curses, doing right. things different from generation to generation. Um you know, the fact that I was able to be the first person in my immediate family to go to college and get a degree and then I had the courage to also get a master's degree. Right. It, it meant a lot because um, as I'm getting older and, and growing to learn like your family name was attached. That's very important. And if we are going to seek to have our communities be better, we have to be able to turn our last name into our greatest asset. And by me being a first-generation student, right, I, I plant the seed for that ability for my lab, my family's last thing to be an asset by doing that. And then I set a precedence for my sister, for my children, for her children, so forth and so on. So um, it meant a lot because it just allows that seed to be planted, and it just shows that it can be done, right? And Because before, if, if going to high school was the highest ceiling in most families, then guess what? Everyone just finished high school. But if I can now start a new saga, right, of X Y Z, then guess what? Each generation is gonna have to do X Y Z, and
1: hopefully a little bit more. Yeah, setting that threshold, like mm-hmm. that 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 pioneer. Even though it's it's not pioneering to everyone, it's, mm-hmm. it's pioneering to your family. Like I, I'll even be transparent as far as myself. I didn't realize on um. My mother's side, that I was the only one to graduate high school. And that yeah. was like, oh, wow, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. have some pride, no matter how small it may be to, to yourself. So it's you the know, small
2: ones but- that matter, man. It's the small ones that matter. Like, that's huge. Like, and we got the things we don't give value to that anymore, like we should. We, we've kind of been adapted to a new society where those little things are in value, but like family no matter what, that's what comes first and any value you can add to the family, any any way you allow yourself to be an asset to the family helps the better family.
1: You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So the
2: fact that you're able to finish high school, like now you bring a skill set to the family that wasn't there before. You bring a way of thinking, right, into the family that wasn't there before. Right. And that allows, right, that again, similar to me, you now allow the seed to be planted for your family's last name to become more of an asset. And then hopefully over generations, right, you just grow that asset over time that where. Right, your last image is like, oh, you know, the so-and-so is, yeah, man, they, they own this business or, yeah, man, their children all grow up to do this. And now, now you're inspiring those around you. And that's that's how we make change. Like I say, when you want to I put a quote up last week, like when you ready to make change, like go home and love your family. Mm. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's how we start making change. Go home and love your family. Like that's so not simple,
1: do- but so effective.
2: And, but But we all have a hard time doing it for some reason, it's really weird. And even myself, I'm just getting to learn it and know it, right? Like the most value I've gotten thus far in this new stage of my life is like, the more value I've been able to give and love my family. and That has actually allowed me to get more wealth and more riches.
1: Mm. It's really weird, but that's really how life works. (laughs) I know, like that's why I love cliches. They so simple, it's simple, but it's not easy. And 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 here's just a thought. Um, and I'll just share this with you because I, I find it interesting. I got a friend, he was really heavy on the changing of the um, you know, the trajectory, like the just taking it to the next echelon for the next generation. Mm-hmm. And he went as far as creating a family crest. So that's just an idea, right? Oh, there. I if like wanna, that. I like that you want to play with that. Somebody else called it, oh. You got a logo. I want a logo.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, a family crest. No, no, I I like that a lot because it brings a different pristine to it, right? Like visuals matter. Like visuals matter. Like when you have children, like when kids like take off their school clothes and they put on their regular clothes, like their mind shifts to like, "All right, I can relax now." Mm -hmm. You know, you have a family crest, and you know you have something that means something. Just like at work, right? No one wants to do anything with their work logo on. Right, because you don't want you <laughs> don't want to mess up. You don't want to mess up the work. You don't want to diminish the value you have at work so forth and so on. Right. But when we can treat our family like that, man, that's that's powerful. I love the idea. I actually never thought about that. Actually, I have a crest for myself, but I never thought I need one for
1: my family. That's pretty <laughs> I should have did that first. So thank you for the thought. I'm actually gonna run with that. Nice. I like I, when you were mentioning it, when you were speaking, yeah, it's just what came to my mind. And I like. Yeah, to- yeah. No, I not appreciate harder, that. I like that a lot. I like <laughs> that a lot. Family it. crest. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like I want, I want to use this opportunity to like really speak to people who may not be in a know for what you your area expertise, and that mm-hmm. is, um, well, I know for a lot of novices, myself included, I, I, I like you say, I was aware of the stock market prior to mm-hmm. last year. Last year, I think a uh, whole influx of retail investors kind of got into the market and everything. So I'm not Correct. sure if most people will be as far as novices when it when it comes to it now, a lot of people are more aware of it. But can you tell us like the the baby formula for getting involved with it? Would you just like yeah. hop on Robin Hood So yeah. so so
2: for most people the baby formula is Robinhood downloading Robin Hood. Right. And um buying a stock that your homeboy told you about. That's probably a penny stock. And it's going to, you know, 10 X in the next month or week. And you buy it and you hold it or is buying like a weekly auction on like a company you never heard of. Right. Like and cracks. Yeah. <laughs> so like that, that that's how people typically get into it. Now, from now, now this is my expertise on how you should get into it. Um, You should be looking to, number one, put your money in a brokerage account that is a little bit more robust, such as like um, TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, Charles Schwab, Fidelity. The reason why I say is because when you sign up on Robinhood, something goes left and you can't get and you can't get access to your account or you're trying to do something. You can't call anybody and say, hey, X, Y, Z is going on my account. Could you help me out with this? There's no one to call. So from that perspective, I don't like it, um, because when you, I believe that people's hard-earned money right, should be taken care of with that proper care and customer service, and you can't get that through Robinhood, unfortunately. It, though it is a quick way to get started, right? it may not be the best way. The quickest way isn't always the best way. Right? And we live in an instantaneous society, so Robinhood has taken advantage of that. Um, so that's the first thing, right? Getting an actual brokerage account to where like, if something goes left, you can call somebody or let's just say you don't know something. You can call them and ask them a million questions. And guess what? They got to stay on the phone to answer them. How do I do this? How do I do that? Hey, I don't hey, I don't messed up on this. Can you help me out, bro? Like I'm new to this thing. Can you explain this? They have to and, and they have people there to do it for you. So it's actually really cool. You know what I'm saying? Like you can actually learn stuff just by calling your brokerage. It's having a conversation with them, and they actually love it. You'd be surprised. They enjoy those conversations because it gives them something to actually do other than just answer monotonous questions and give out your new password so you can reset it. So, um, And then the second thing is I talked about you know, picking a company that your homeboy told you or you've heard about. Um, I, when it comes to picking a company, I'm really hard on people and telling them, and I'm across the board with this, invest in what you consume. That's how you should start thinking about what you should invest in. So, for example, what kind of laptop do you have? What kind of phone do you have? What kind of watch do you have? For example, I have a phone made by Apple. I have a tablet made by Apple. I have an Apple pencil made by, ta- by Apple. I have an Apple watch as well. So think about that. All this money has gone towards Apple. The question becomes, how much money can I make off of Apple? Right? So the, one the first thing I tell people to do is can, think about what you uh, consume right? You buy a lot of stuff from Amazon, Amazon is a great company, right? Mm -hmm. Though the stock price may be high, you can look to an ETF that has Amazon in its holdings and have access to Amazon in terms of the appreciation. So that's one thing um, people can do. Invest in what you consume because you'd be surprised, you probably invest in some of the best companies in the world. Facebook, right? YouTube, you watch YouTube all the time, YouTube's owned by Google. These are the greatest companies in the world, right? And you don't have to do much thinking to get started into them so that's the easy bear of entry and then the last thing I would say for those is understand the difference between um, appreciation and yield well let me explain what I mean by that a yield is what you get back cash right appreciation is the um, the upper value of the asset over time so if I have a stock of apple my appreciation would be apple going from 120 to 130. And then next year from 130 to 150, so forth and so on. That's the appreciation. The yield is, well, guess what? For each share of Apple I own, I get paid a dividend. And basically, for those who don't know, a dividend is the company pays you for holding the stock. they like, you know, we appreciate you for investing in us. Here's a little extra. We'll send you every quarter or every month or every year for owning our stock. That's that's um yield. So you want to have a healthy balance between appreciation and yield. So that you're always getting some type of residual income from your asset. If you're, so having that, then that's really hefty, but like that's a very good even balance to have. And I often tell people, the easy way you can get started is through an ETF or just invest in the S&P 500, which is the overall index for the 500 most profitable companies in the world. Mm.
1: David. Yeah. You, you said a lot. Yeah. It was (laughs) was a lot of, it was a lot of meat. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was. But, um, yeah, I kind of want to peel away at maybe, well, one, one thing you said, um, was, which I thought, which I believe is great as well. I think it's good to like have options. Um, I, I, I know a lot of people go with Robin hood because when you look at the TDs or the, um, well, the only one I'm aware of that does it is is TD, but they like the whole invest five dollars in Amazon, you know that whole um, um the, fractional, the uh, shares. Fraction of shares. fractional shares. Yeah, what are what are some um alternatives who may have may have that capability for people who gotcha. you know, just like? just that's in, a very good question. Up. I I think I think that's really important because right, the
2: fractional shares allows a low barrier of entry. It's not much to get started, right? Because you can just invest $5 in Amazon. But this is the thing, right? I told you appreciation and yield. You don't get any type of dividend on that fractional share, right? So what I would rather someone do is, right, instead of just, because yeah, I would love for people to get started in investing and do it however they can. But like, there's a more strategic way to do it. So for example, let's say you only have $5 to invest, right? Let's say it's really that small. Well, I would challenge you to just save that $5 each week, because guess what? You save that $5 each week, by the end of the month, you probably have enough for one share of a really good ETF of a really good stock, right? When I say ETF, the ETF is just like an all-star team of stocks underneath one umbrella, right? So that's what ETF, so that's why I would challenge people to do Instead of trying to, I don't want to say take the shortcut route and buy a fractional share, I would say just be a little bit more patient with yourself, because right throughout that time of you saving that money you can also be learning something right um and, and finding out like what do i actually consume and you can look up those prices of all those companies you consume and say well these are all look at all these companies let's say it's apple amazon uh nike so forth and so on you go well boom well this all these companies are good companies so you can't go wrong with picking one you know what since i'm just getting started let me put a little bit into nike because you know what that's the cheapest one right now and that's cool because you look up Nike stock it has gone up over 200% over the last five years, right? So that's a really good investment. So um, I will challenge people to be a little bit more patient to learn, but also let's not be so cheap in our endeavor to get started that we actually kick ourselves in the butt and we build bad habits. Because think about it, by, let, let's say you keep, again, you, you only have $5 to invest and you can buy that fractional share. Well, that fractional share is not gonna give you much appreciation. Because it's fractional share. And again, I tell you, it gives you no yield because you get no dividend for owning that share. Right. If anything, well, I would say this. I'll say invest that money in crypto instead of a, a, a stock, because at least you'll get faster appreciation over time. Right. Depending on which crypto you pick. But also, again, which crypto do you invest in? Because I would not say invest in all cryptos, because some people and we can get into this if you want, confuse um crypto coins and tokens those are two different things
1: mm, yeah yeah hold on <laughs> this <brakes. laughs> this is this is some good stuff i'm telling you you said um one thing i think that w- which was the other thing i wanted to like tackle before we moved on you and we're, we're gonna get into some crypto because you you got some areas of expertise in that as well which i love you know diversified. but you mm-hmm. mentioned dividends and yeah. I get asked the question, um, you know, what should I buy? What's good? A lot of people are looking for something quick, you know. That that whole, what should I buy? You know, I get the, you know, like the weeklies you just mentioned, the weekly, yeah, crack. The weekly options, yeah, the weekly I call options, them yeah, crack. yeah, 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 <laughs> because they're addicted. You, yep, you try it once, hit it, <laughs> then you like, oh, I need that crack again, you know. Yeah, man, that's how that's how it goes. But um yeah, can you just break down um because that's one thing I, I I'm glad you said that as well. If you use it, you should own it. That's one thing I, I like to say. But then people, you know, they want that quick flip. But you mentioned dividends. Can you tell us how to um find not only find stocks with dividends and mm-hmm. or maybe. You know, just give us that quick fix. Yeah, I got you. Some so, top dividend stuff. So, so dividends
2: are a quick way for you to get yield, right? Pat, just think of passive income—money you don't have to work for. So if you own a hundred shares of the stock, you get paid every quarter, and you don't have to do anything but just hold it. You don't have to look at it, right? That's passive because no work was done in, in order to get it, um, or residual income, however you like to phrase it. So um, the way you can look, the look up a stock is you just look up—you Google Apple stock. And What you'll want to see is you want to see the dividend yield that lets you know what percentage right of the stock price you're gonna get each quarter or year. So that's a dividend yield. And then if you look up, if you right next to it, you'll probably see the rate, which is how much money you actually get each year for owning a share. So I believe Apple is like 28 cents, right? Um per share. So if you think about it, damn, I gotta own that many shares just to get maybe a hundred dollars, right? That's a lot of shares. Or you can look to something called REITs, which are real estate investment trusts. Well, REITs are basically companies um, that own properties and they make their money through real estate. So for example, there's a company called O Realty. They make their money because they own a bunch of warehouses. Now, what company buys you the warehouses? Amazon. So guess what? All their money is coming from Amazon. Amazon paying them rent for Amazon to use their um, storage units, right? So, and this is the cool thing about REITs. REITs have to pay out 90% of their revenue and dividends. So they have the highest mm-hmm. dividends out of any sector in the stock market. So if you wanna start building a dividend portfolio, you can look to REITs because they pay the highest dividends, some as high as $4 a share, right? Apple's only paying 28 cents, right? So, But this is the thing about REITs. Reach don't reach don't offer the highest appreciation, but they offer the highest yield. So it's kind of a, a balance. So you have to really make sure you're picking a good company. So some good companies that I know of, and this is not financial advice this is for entertainment purposes only. WPC is one company. They're a really good REIT. Um, Digital Realty, O Realty, like I just threw out earlier, is ticker symbol O. Um, those are really good. Um Reach to look into. Now, there are different sectors of REITs as well, and I won't go too long into this, but you have like companies that own like um, hotels, com- uh, companies that own storage units, like I said, with old realty, some are like um, hospitals or retirement homes, right? It's different types of real estate, as we know you can invest in. Some is commercial property. One area I will encourage people to look at is data centers and cell towers. Why? Because we know the future is technology. Right. And a lot of these companies are having to store their data in places. So that is an upcoming area within the real estate game that you can exploit to get really good money. So find out the companies that are investing in data storage, because guess what? Those are going to be the companies that the big boys are going to to store their data because data is the new oil.
1: Mm, Yeah, man, I'm going to have to play this one back for myself on a personal (laughs) tip. (laughs) For real, man. I mean, you learn something new every day, and I did not. I was unaware about those REIT stocks, and and you know that. Yeah, look
2: look up REITs, real estate investment Trust. They're great because, like I said, Mm -hmm. they have to pay ninety percent of their revenue out in dividend. But because of they have to pay ninety percent of their revenue out, there's not much money they have right to invest back into their business. So their stock price either stays really flat or it's a slow trend up. It's not like Apple or Tesla, right? You know, just you look at the stock, you see it's gone to the moon. V- mm-hmm. the, it's very steady, the appreciation. That's only because they have a high yield. Sometimes there's an inverse correlation, but this is what I don't want people to do. Don't fall into a dividend trap. And a dividend trap is where you look up a REIT and the stock price is like this. But guess what? The dividend is here. The dividend keeps going up. Basically, they they get you to buy into their bad stock because you want a dividend. But this is the thing. That company can stop paying that dividend out at any point. Now you're F. You got a thousand shares of this stock that's going down in value. And now they're not paying you that yield or that dividend. It's like, well, what am I holding it for? All right. So you don't want to get caught with the bag in your hand. So that's something to be aware of, too. So I got to give you the risk, also the reward. So you have a better lay of the land.
1: Yes. And. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome, guys. I want to remind you, I want to take this time to remind people that at the same time we're building, you know, building that that nest egg, doing things for the family. We're also giving back. So I just want to remind people about KP Kids. Can you tell them a little bit about that? Like how did that come yeah. about and what it what it does exactly? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think
1: so many people yeah, just get locked on gimme, gimme, gimme. But mm-hmm. I love that's what I love. Like what you got going on is that you. it's also it's you, you got to play offense. Right. Right. So can yeah. you tell us about that?
2: Yeah. So KP Cares is my nonprofit. It's a 501c3, a uh, grassroots organization. So it's geared towards um providing educational resources to at-risk communities and minorities. So basically um, we, pro, well, number one, we created an educational resource called the Stock Market Activity Book. And basically it's a baseline way for kids to learn about the stock market but in a more fun way like they're used to right kids have coloring books and activity books where we created that same format but it's all about stocks and investing so what that allows is kids to get introduced to the images images are important for kids what they see is what they consume right when a kid when you say an apple to a kid they don't think a p p l e they see a big red thing red thing with a stem at the top right so we want to we want to indoctrinate those same visuals into them about investing, because guess what? They're going to grow up knowing more than we know at a faster rate. And then again, right, that plants the seed, right, for more, for the family, for them, so forth and so on. Then on the other side, we also have um, this actually within the next two months, three educational programs for teens about investing. Um, and I'm really happy about that one because not only will we be teaching them, we'll also be investing money for them to give back as a scholarship when they finish high school. So that's going to be a really cool program because not only are we going to be empowering them in terms of human capital and their intellectual property, but also equity and like, hey, here's a scholarship that will probably be valued around five grand for you to either use for school, start your own business, or use the skills you learned of investing. Right. So we're not just giving people information, but we're also giving equity to the community. So I'm really happy about that endeavor because that's going to be really how we change. Because these kids nowadays, they want to see the money. They want to see it. It ain't like it was when I was a kid. You just show up for a, for, a, for a conference or a webinar. You hear somebody talk. You say, thank you, take a picture for mom, and you call it a day, and you never think about it, right? Mm-hmm. These kids want to see money to keep them involved, and, and there's money to be made from investing. So why not give them equity and show them, like, this is real game? Right, because now they're empowered to want to continue to doing it. We got to meet them in the middle a little bit. So, you know, that's what KP Cares is um, in terms of the the educational resource we created and the educational programs we have going on. And it's the merger of those that allows me to be a philanthropist and give to my community. Like you, like you said, throughout this so far, have that balance between having a for-profit and a non-profit. Because they both work together, right? Um, I tell people you can't be broke and try to make change. It just doesn't work in this day and age.
1: Right, got to put the mask on yourself before you before you help others. How can they find out more info? Because I know you KP Kids is out in Florida, mm-hmm. but how yeah. can they so, find out more info? Make use of this internet thing. They can go to kpsystem.org
2: for our website, um, and you'll find access to the stock market activity book there, um, as well as just information on the organization and myself. Or you can look up us up on social media at kp.cares. That's on Facebook and on Instagram.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm loving it. And I'm glad you mentioned um, the children, too. Uh, I know that uh, children, you know, underage, they won't just be able to pull out a couple hundred, whether $5, $10, however much, and get mm-hmm. started on the. <laughs> you know, it's a threshold. Yeah, yeah, to this. You got to yeah, graduate yeah. first, mm-hmm. high school or something. How can um parents get their children involved for those who yeah, may not be great question?
2: Them. So the way you can get your children involved is setting up a custodial account for them, a UGMA or a UTMA or a 520, 529. Um, basically these are accounts. Let's like say, for example, let's say you had an investment account in T D. You can set up one for your child, but and you run it, right? So you so you put money in for them and invest it for them, and when they get the age of 18 right? That money goes to them for school or for whatever purposes you want. Now, this is the question that many people get. Well, where am I supposed to find the money, right? To, to invest for my kid when I can barely invest for myself? Well, let's think about it like this. When their birthday comes around, you buy these $250 pair of Jordans, right? You'll find out that one share of, of 90 is less than that. Talk to and you get appreciation and yield, right? And that's just their birthday. What happens during Christmas? What happens during Easter if you do something for there? then? What happens when family members are buying things for them? Change the family dynamic. So when we're talking to our family members like, hey, um, instead of buying David uh, shoes and clothes this year for his birthday, for Christmas, or for whatever special occasions that families do, um, could you put half that money into buying him something but give us the other half to invest in his custodial account so that we can really grow wealth for him so I can have half a million, $100,000 waiting for him? Right. Think about it. You have a child at the age. Let's say you have a newborn and you invest for 18 years and just buying hope stock. You can have at least one hundred thousand dollars waiting for your child in an account. All you got to do is buy it every month. It's that simple. Right. But what stops people from doing it? Number one is the lack of knowing. Right. We just don't know. A lot of people probably don't even know what a UGMA is or UTA or 529. Right. So not God, knowing. God, Number God, two, me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Number two, not having a plan. When we're supposed to come up with the money. Well, no one thinks of Christmas, birthday, so forth and so on. Right. And making those uh, holidays a little bit more scarce and presents, a little bit more um, uh, heavy in the investing. Right. So not knowing the strategy. And the third thing is right. Executing. A lot of us don't execute. A lot of us may know, but we don't execute because we've been caught up in a society where. We feel like we have to show our worth through what we materially own. Nobody wants to stay down anymore. Everybody wants to look like they're up, look like they're up, right? Nobody wants to stay down necessarily, but that's what we will have to do if we're really coming from poverty or we're coming out of where we don't have the most resources, right? That's how we have to start. That's not how it have to be how we finish. So you may have to stay low as you start, right? So that later you're always up, right? And that just takes a little humility, right? And a little knowing, right? To get there, but that's what parents could do. Start a custodial account for your child. Find one stock that you consume, Nike. I usually tell people, if your kids go Nike, right? If you have a young child, they probably play Roblox, right? Invest in these companies that you consume. It's that simple. And then all you do is buy every month and hold. No, wealth is not made in quick flips, wealth is made over the long term. So invest long term keep it simple invest in what you consume right and don't make any excuses and just execute if you do that that's the recipe it's not sexy it's not the sexiest recipe but it's the most
1: profitable way of winning. right treat treat, treat it like your hennessy fund <laughs> yeah exactly you know, I, I, or your vacation fund that's that's something more accurate yeah. i see a lot of vacations out there you know so you could make it a priority maybe, just right, make it a priority now one one thing if 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 you don't I would like for you to touch on um because I know when I was learning this this information, it was i mean it did take some effort to get started like like to really get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured out some ways like I had to just I, I don't know my ways are kind of crazy, I don't even remember them at the moment, but if you could make um make it so simple because i I remember doing it but and it and it kind of worked, but I kind of forgot how I did it. It was mm-hmm. like this when um, I think this st- they still have acorns, hey, yeah, like acorns. I was using stuff like that. What are gotcha. like some really passive ways other than acorns? I mean, acorns. Like you know, a lot of people know about acorn mm-hmm. stash and stuff. What are some like passive ways people could do this? I, I even heard a gentleman say um, a lot of people get direct deposit and just put like a small percentage into an account that you don't even pay attention to? Like, what are some mm-hmm. ways people could passively? Begin? Yeah, yeah that, that,
2: That's it right there. Just how, like, you know, um, just how when you get a paycheck, you don't realize the taxes that's been taken out every time because you just don't see it, right? Yeah. Exactly what you said, exactly what I would do. Have, like, uh, an account, like, um, your custodial account for your child, or Vanguard. Have, Vanguard has this available. You can sign up for Vanguard, and Vanguard would just take X amount of dollars that you set out every month and just put it into their ETF right which is a very easy way of getting it started in the market right it's just like an index and boom that's it and that money comes out every month right and that's just how you're investing it, but you don't even realize that money's coming out so it's not really hindering your day-to-day expenses um so th- mm-hmm. that that's the easiest way that people can kind of it's not really I wouldn't say it's passive income right because that's more of an investment so you you're not getting money that quickly so I give it. acorn is great um, because right, they just they I think they just round up and take the difference, right, and and invest it right. for you in like some type of penny stock or whatever. But the easiest way again, right, is is think when it comes to passive income, right, rate of pro, your rate of productivity determines your income. So honestly, a lot of people just have to get another job, right, in order to make, but that's not passive. So again, right, I I would, I would encourage people not to think if. Think about making your passive income by having good yield attached to your investments. There we go. Right. Back to what I was saying before. Yield is the passive income. It's the dividend. Right. It's the residual. Right. From from holding the asset. Try to pick assets that have good appreciation and good yield. It's a combination of both. So I, I know I'm kind of saying the same thing, but that's really the simple answer to it. It's just make sure you're picking good assets that give you good appreciation and good yield. It's just like buying an investment property, right? Your appreciation is owning that house and hoping by the time you sell, the the price is higher than what you paid for. That's your appreciation. Your yield is hopefully you're charging higher rent than your mortgage so that every month you have a little money left on the side. So again, no matter what type of asset we're talking about, stocks or real estate or whatever it may be, a vending machine business, just make sure you have good appreciation and
1: good yield because that's the combination for growth. Hmm. and as a student of the game I, I, my takeaway is long term <laughs> Yes, long term long term you gotta like think long term think,
2: down think five, the road. at least five at minimum at minimum you gotta think five years out and max you gotta think 10 20 years out because mm. we're talk, we're not talking about getting rich we're talking about wealth. Right. And we we gotta shift our mindset to how we think about it. Like, like I said, stay down. Like, for example, when you ask me how I got started, right? My first batch of money came from three years of me living below my means. Right. I I, li- I had a salary. I, I did the 70 I did the 60-40 rule. I lived off 40% of my salary and I saved 60%. You do that for three years. Whew, you have a nice little chunk of change. I'm just telling you, that's in just three years. Right. And then the, and me and think and then one year. I doubled that money Mm -hmm. of that I had saved because I invested and I had good appreciation in yield. Right. And then this just compounded every year after. Right. And then what I do, what do I do every year? I always take a little bit out to reward myself. Right. So I have one amount I to another amount. I take a little bit out. I invest the rest and I reward myself. That way it's just a positive feedback loop for investing. Right. Invest so that you have a positive feedback loop. When I say that, treat yourself every year after you made a strong and worthy investment so that you have now this euphoria of like, man, I did this. Is that positive feedback that's going to keep you doing it for yourself. And if you have children, it's going to make you want to do it for them because you're like, damn, I'm winning. Shit, she's only two right now. He's only three right now. Well, They're going to be good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that positive <laughs> feedback, it, it creates that type of mentality and that type of energy. And again, what does that do to family's last name? Turn into an asset. Right. You, you're setting a new threshold, or not even creating a threshold. There is no ceiling in which your family can't reach.
1: Yeah, man. I'm, and a lot of people overlook that that reward factor. That kind of makes it makes it even mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm looking forward to September twenty. Yeah, because you know you're gonna take
2: profit and right, and you're gonna reinvest. And you're gonna invest the rest, right? Exactly. That it's the positive feedback it was Just that it's, it's a different. It's it's not it's not the crack, right? It's just a quick high this euphoria that can last longer?
1: Mm. You preaching now, brother. <laughs> you preaching now. So um what would you say? Cause I wanna I want to get a, um spend a little time on crypto, but yeah. what would you say to that person that's just like, um man, I hear y'all? Like that, what would you say to that person that was you at one point where you said, Yeah, I hear you, man. It's it's don't worry. I'ma to I'm am gonna yeah. get to it one day. what, what would you say to him?
2: I would say um, stay there because we all have to get to a point to where we're too tired to make a change. When people are tired enough, they'll make a change. So it's that simple. You know, I I got when I got to that point to where I was too tired of training to make all my money, though I loved it. Like I I wanted more for myself and I knew I was worthy. of more. So when people get to a point to where they're just tired. Right. You're burning all your, your bridges behind you so that you only have one direction to go. Right. Um, so th- that's what people have to do. So it's, it's, it's patience. to understand. I've learned investing isn't investing is for everybody, but it's not for everybody at the same time. Right. We all should be invested. Everyone doesn't have to be an entrepreneur. Everyone doesn't have to own a business, but everyone should be an investor in something. Right. Whether that's your intellectual property, whether that's your own business, whether that's your children. Whether it's your family business, we should all be invested in something, but we all are not going to be investing at the same periods of time and starting at the same periods of time, and that's okay. So I would tell that person that is okay, and understand that when you're finally tired enough, you 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 do something, you do what you need to do, right? Um, you listen back to this podcast, right? You will listen and seek more information because it's available. We we're the most informed community. Or society ever in the face of history. I can look up anything in seconds and get an answer. There is no excuse. Therefore, what is it? And, and, and opportunity isn't um, at a limit. People think opportunity is in supply, it's, it's limitless. And we have to understand that. So um, just when you get tired enough, you make a change. That's what happened with me. And and I've seen it happen for other people. I've had people when I first started investing, they were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. At three years later, now they're in my ear like, yeah, man uh what can i do uh, you know I'm and it's so like you know, I'm, yeah it's like you know and, and i'll take it personal. I'm like you know what it wasn't your time but it is your time now so you know what let's let's talk on the phone hey book a consult. hey i got 20 minutes to speak here you know what's your question so forth and so on you know what i mean so
1: you know that that's what mm-hmm. it is I love that. You tell them, stay your
2: broke, but where you at? <laughs> so you yeah, get because,
1: tired. because it,
2: yeah, I mean uh, that's just uh, yeah because when you it's, it's, that's how it is. You know how people are. I mean, you can't force anyone to do anything, right? And honestly, I don't have the time to be trying to um, motivate people. That that's not my that's not my job. I, I have a family um, mm-hmm. to motivate and love, and, and and I think we all focus on our family and ourselves, right? We don't need other people to do that kind of work.
1: Real quick, cause this this just popped into my head. I hear a lot of um debate on should I pay off credit cards? Cause that's I find that to be people excuse a lot. I got all of these credit. Let me pay my credit off first, and then I could do this. What would you? Could you speak on like having that kind of balance for people who maybe yeah. like straddle with debt? Like, how can they begin to invest? Should they? Yeah, pay? I,
2: I can like, I'm not a financial advisor, so I I can speak to what my experience is. Again, right, this isn't financial advice. Um, but the, the best way to deal with that is it's it's like a what I it, it's a mind it has to be a mindset shift before we talk about strategies of how to deal with the debt. Because if you're if your mindset is, well, um, I know I only make X amount of dollars, but I feel like I need to have a car that looks like this, then we have an issue going on of consume oh, hyper consumption. Right? I need to make sure I have this kind of alcohol when I go. I have to look like this and have these shoes. I need my children. And we end up accruing debt on depreciation, depreciating assets—things that don't bring us, that don't yield any kind of money, right? But but they make us feel good. So it has to be a my 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 mindset shift. And even as someone as myself, right? I've i never made a payment on the car. Every car I've ever bought, owes. So what does what does that mean? That means I either had a hoopty, or I saved a lot of money so I can get a really nice car. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what we should try. That's what and so a mindset shift helps all that because, right, we're we're not consuming as much, which lowers the amount of debt. And the second thing I would tell people to think about is understand that um, there's such thing as good debt. So don't be afraid of debt. Understand that there's such thing as good debt. For example, I have a business and I have a credit card. A lot of stuff that I buy, I buy with that business credit card. Why? Well, number one, because it's directly related to my business, I can write it off during taxes and I just get that money right back. So understanding business, right? This world was made for people who own businesses right? All the tax write-offs in the world that that we get mad at Jeff Bezos and people benefiting from, their are rules there. Why Why aren't we not taking advantage of? Right? So I would tell you to learn more about business. And if you learn, allow yourself to learn about business a little bit more, you realize, wow, there's a big benefit to me having a business because you can write a lot for For example, I told you, what did I tell you this weekend uh, I spent my time doing moving into my new spot, right? Yeah. That spot's not, not in my, it's not, Yeah, it's not in my name underneath my business name, right?
1: Mm,
2: yeah, yo, man, this is, ooh, whole, yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so what happens and to all those payments I'm making for rent? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, oh, why don't you own your own place? Yo, it's good that it, it helps me out, right? Yeah. And it's a, oh, it's a business expense. My whole life is because I understand the rules, right? It's not because I'm special. I just took some time to read it. I was a little patient with my process, right? I didn't know that when I first started and I started investing. It's something I got when I knew I wanted to move out of my people's place because I was staying down, right? Until I came up, I was like, damn, I will going to have to keep paying all this rent. And I got to a point to where I was like, I didn't want to do, right? I got mad enough. So I just seek the information for the most informed society. You can Google half your problems away, right? But, but 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 the action is what gets you to the solution.
1: The action, definitely. You know what I love? I tell people that it's like a language you know even even when you um go into our urban communities you're like you speak the language of you know the hood so you can tell when someone doesn't yeah. really come it's like it's like a language if i go to uh you know, a Spanish speaking country right now, I'm, I'm not too fluent. I may know it a little bit, but I can't really yeah. function if I don't speak it fluently. And I love that. Man, it's a, it's a, like, you got to learn the rules to the game. Yeah. Can I speak and, to and, that really quick? Can Absolutely. Can I speak to that?
2: So um, I, this, is, this is my thing that I hate about investing. The powers that be that started all this, they created a high barrier of entry or a hard way for people to get into investing is because of the language only. I guarantee it. Like for example, when I say when I say ETFs, a lot of people are like, what the fuck is an ETF?
0: Excuse right, my language. All right, prove, bet,
2: say less. All right. So uh, but if I say people, hey, think of an all-star team, right? I make that basketball reference. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. It's the same thing, right? An ETF is a bunch of companies on one team, and you got the best ones. All-star team is you got the best players. Right. And and when I say, well, how does it work in terms of the appreciation? Well, think about it like this on the basketball team. If Michael Jordan is not having a good game. Right. Scottie Pimp is going to hold down the team so they stay up. Right. Same thing on the ETF. If Microsoft is not having a good day, that's a part of that ETF. Apple is going to hold it up. So, you know, the ETF is still going to do well. When I say like that, it's like, oh, that makes so much more sense, right? But you hear ETF, you hear appreciation, you hear yield. If I just say, oh, you get money on the side, right? it's the same thing as yield, there's no difference. It's a language barrier. We all, if I say, if I say breaking a brick down a piece at a time, right? That's basically thinking about a company, right? And looking at X, Y, Z to make a decision. Or, right, if you know you wanna invest in Apple instead of investing in Apple, buy the ETF, right? That's just breaking it down section by section. It's no different. It's just a language barrier. So that's why it's important that if we have investors that look like me and come from these communities and understand it, it's good for us to be empowering our youth and teaching them because we can speak the language to them to, to make it easier, which is why I created that stock market book because I'm able to get that threshold of the language out of the way through visuals for kids, right? I don't got to use any words. I can use visuals to teach them all these hard words that parents don't know and people don't know. So it's always mm, a, it's yeah. a language thing. If you can get through the language, everything else is easy because you understand everything.
1: Wow. So speaking of language, you said something a little earlier that um, I, w- I would like for you to touch up on. Because I see a lot of people, especially with the Doge coin recently, that just went crazy. And people um, mix that. Well, me for once. I'm talking to myself right now. father. But you said token and what was the other one? Bitcoin and Bitcoin.
2: Yeah, Yeah, coins and tokens. Coins and tokens. Explain the
1: difference between those Yeah. So
2: a a coin is um, a crypto that has its own blockchain. So Bitcoin has its own blockchain. Ethereum has its own blockchain. A token is a crypto that's built off another coin's blockchain. So like Tron. You heard of Tron, right? That's a crypto that's built on another blockchain not its own so because it's built on another blockchain that is a token
1: not a coin so simple yet so easy to digest i love that one can you tell us the um the major blockchains how many are there you know or, or you know oh, there's there's millions of, of them but then but the but
2: the but the major cryptos um, that we, that people know of are Bitcoin, cardano and now coming into emergence. Car, car, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and coming into emergence now is cardano. Those, those, those are the three major, but Bitcoin and Ethereum are the two major cryptocurrencies. And Ethereum is, is um, the crypto that allows you to do smart contracts. Smart contracts are just basically customized transactions. For example, if I pay you this, then this happens, right? I, I pay you $10, then the customized transaction says that out of that, when you when you use that $10, I get a dollar back, right? That's a customized transaction. We can set the precedence for that. And as soon as it happens, the automatic system is, takes place. Bitcoin is just a store of value. Think of it as gold, it's just a store of value, right? And the reason why you wanna invest in crypto, and we can talk about that. And the reason why you wanna invest in anything because it gives you stronger, stronger buying power. What the hell are you talking about, David? Simply this. If I had 10, if I, the 10, if I had $10,000 now in 2021, right? Will that $10,000 be able to buy me the same thing in 2025? No, because in that, from that time to this time, houses cost more milk costs more, gas costs more. So you can't buy the same amount, right? As time goes on. So when you have have investment, it gives you stronger buying power because you can't beat inflation. Inflation is just the cost of services and goods going up over time. It's the hidden tax, right? That's why houses are are worth more now than they were before because of inflation. The price of services and uh, things go up over time. That's a natural thing, tax to go up every time, right? Your phone back in 2009 cost less than it does now. Everything costs more over time. So guess what? If you're making the same amount of money, but everything's going up in value over time, your your standard of living goes down. But if you invest, it gives you stronger buying power, so that your standard of living can go up. And hopefully your 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 assets are outpacing inflation, so that you're always staying ahead. Right? You can always afford what you need to afford, and you're never in you're never in um a deficiency when it comes to resources. So, again, back to my original statement, that's why it's important to invest in crypto, because it just gives you or any investment. It gives you stronger buying power, which is basically a simple way of saying you can spend more as time goes on, as opposed to having to scale back because everything costs so damn much.
1: Yeah, I I love that you brought that up because it it, it makes me think of. Um, the the like everything that's been going on for the past year, and I know you're not a like a fine a CPA, you know, fire fi, whatever they call them people.
2: Yeah, financial um, guys. Yeah.
1: But in your opinion, and I think you know this would, you know, since this is your lane, I just mm-hmm. want my audience to be as informed as possible. With yeah. so much money being given out, what do you think is going to happen? Like with this, with with the with the dollar value, because you just said it's good to have those investments, you know, the, the value of them as compared to actual dollars is going to be different. So you, you may want to, you know, put your money somewhere, somewhere. What do you think um would happen like to the dollar? Just if you could touch on that a little bit. Yeah, so
2: um because we printed so much money and we gave out stimulus checks, um, from a human psychology standpoint, it made people lazy. Because you guess basically got paid money to stay home, whether that was one time for the twelve hundred, or overtime through unemployment, right? So what that does is for the economy, it slows down our rate of productivity, because the money that we do make is not from productivity; it's from printing money, right? But also from a psychological standpoint, right? It may it it, it can cause the country. And our rate of productivity decrease because less people don't work or don't need to work to make money because you're just getting it through unemployment, which is going to stop in September. Um, so I don't like it personally because um, I don't think it makes a greater society for us to continue but for continuing to do the unemployment thing. I get why we give out the stimulus checks. So we need to do that to keep the economy moving and afloat so that um, inflation doesn't or deflation doesn't run rampant, which is basically... The cost of everything goes down because no one's spending money, right? Yeah, I like, I
1: like that. So,
2: so um, I I don't appreciate that point. So I w- I would tell people to understand that, like, yeah, these stimulus checks seems like quick fixes, and we talked about that, the crack, right? But that's not going to be a key for the economy to have wealth for us to have wealth, because the if the U.S. isn't making money and growing, us. People down here at the bottom are not going to make any money either. So it's important that we understand the macroeconomics of it. And I think it's going to have, we've already seen it have dramatic effects. Um, but as we come out of this recovery, people are getting vaccine. It's going to be important for our GDP, which is basically how much money we make in the US. It's important that we have an increased rate of productivity if we want to have our GDP continue to increase. If not, we're going to go flat. And that's called stagflation because unemployment is very high and we have inflation.
1: Wow, David, I'm I'm loving this. I I like. There's a lot of expertise here. A lot of areas we could have went. Um, we could have spoke more about crypto. But I want to take this opportunity to um just if you could tell people where to find more information about <laughs> your level of expertise, because is is you you said something that was real easy to digest, and I think a lot of people could um snatch that because I. I yeah, just, just don't let them know where to find you. I'm yeah. getting mixed up right now.
2: It was a, it was a lot of gems given out. Um, so yeah, you can you can find me on all social media platforms at David M. Torrance on everything: LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all the same. A clubhouse is all the same across all boards. Or you can find my consultant business at thronecg.net. Um mean, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, you can find me at all those social media outlets. Um, LinkedIn, like I said, underneath my name, David M. Torrance. So, yeah, uh, that's where you can find the information. Um, if you have any quick questions, I always tell people, um, just DM me. Right. Um, a lot of people, uh, yeah, I have a consultant business and I pay for people to get my expertise. But a cheat code, just DM me on Instagram. I usually don't shy away from questions. So there's a cheapest code to get access to me a little bit. Um, if it's a lengthy question, I'm probably not going to answer. But if it's like a quick
1: one, I don't mind. I'm I'm not a bro. I'm not above reproach. So um, yeah. I love it. So what I'm what I'm hearing right now is if you listen to this to the end. Yeah, you there just, you go. You, you got, just you's got you the cheat code on how you can get a few of your questions answered. And you don't got to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, you just got a hundred and over. uh, Listen, yeah. So you, thank you, thank you for that, David. A lot of people, you know, hope ho, take advantage. Yeah. Yeah, if anything,
2: if anything, just if you rewatch this, I give a lot of breadcrumbs for you to mm-hmm. follow. Um, So you you may not even need to contact me. If anything, you need to be here at the From Hood to Good podcast. Right. And, and stay tapped in and you'll get all the information you need. And again, with that said, I mean, I really appreciate you uh, allowing me to be on here. I know we had a hiccup with the dates and getting me on here, but I'm really happy we made the time and we made it happen
1: because it's been great. Absolutely, man. That's what it's about. I tell everybody all the time, it won't be perfect. When you start out, there's going to be things that happen. happened. Yeah. Just unexpected. But if you mm-hmm. every day just put one foot in front of the other, and we are very grateful that you took the time out to drop some gems. Um, as you develop, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to to like just seeing you on a Fortune 500 thing for that <laughs> You know what I mean. And yeah, yeah, this is a blessing, and I'm happy to make that connection.
2: Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Pete, uh, it really means a lot. Uh, and to the people, uh, stay tapped in uh, with myself with the podcast. Um, we got a lot of great people doing great things, and I'm just happy again to be a part of this.
1: So, um, David, thank you. Once again, but I got, I got one last question. And Mm -hmm. throughout this, I'm learning throughout this whole grind throughout this, um, just the steps to get better. You gotta, like we spoke about maybe three times now, three or four times, have that balance. Yes. What do you do to like kick back, relax? What do you do for fun? Do you hang out with your lady? Yeah. Uh, so I work out a lot. Um, health
2: was my first form of wealth. Um, I tell people that all the time. So I work out a lot. I read a lot. It's literally what I was doing um, before um, I got here. Actually, I give out a book for people to read. Um, It's, it's a tiny book. It's only, what, 65 pages. Um, but I, this is my third time reading it. I actually, every time I finish it, I just start it again. Um, it's called The Science of Getting Rich. Um, I would tell everyone it costs $3 on Amazon, so you have no excuse. Literally. Um, this is a book I would tell people to read or change your life. Um, so I do a lot of reading. I work out on um, my golf. Uh, that's probably what I'm doing Uh, within the next couple of hours. I'm probably going to go golf. Um, And that's pretty much it. <laughs> I watch a lot of I like movies. I'm a sports. I'm a sports guy. So I've been tapped in with the NBA finals. I'm mad. The Suns didn't get up 3-0 last night, but I think they're going to get the next one and finish it out. But yeah, so uh, I'm, a, I'm, a I'm I'm a basketball. I'm a
1: gym junkie and uh, I'm a bookworm. Yeah, I love it. Got that good balance. I ain't see the check ESPN. I ain't even know they lost last night. Yeah, but. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, but Markie, yeah. Giannis put a whooping on them last
2: night. He
1: got one. Uh, oh, Yeah, man. okay. At least, it, it's, at least, it's not a sweep. I like to see, you know. Yeah. Um, I like to see. I like to be entertained. You know, to yeah, be a bit. right? Right. A little right. Little exactly. Exactly. So, um, David, any final thoughts for the for the from hood the good listeners?
2: Desire is possibility-seeking expression. Um, so allow yourself to to be a little bit more uh, courageous than you think you uh, have to be. Because a lot of opportunity out here. Um, again, opportunity is not scarce. Um, it's infinite. So do not think that there is a oversaturation or too many people are doing this. The supply is limitless. There is no cap on the supply or the opportunity. I mean, um, so just keep that in mind and just be courageous. That's all.
0: From hood to good, baby. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, on this Labor Day. Thank you for tuning in. My favorite part was speaking about turning your last name into an asset, and visuals matter those are two of my main takeaways so hit us up check out that kp cares foundation you know i left the links on the bottom for you all so we make it real easy to get to and check out from hood the good on ig let us know what you think make that connection like share comment subscribe all that good stuff or not either way we gonna keep it pushing and i encourage you to do the same From hood to good with another banger. Happy Labor Day. Be safe. Spread love. Show love to your loved ones. All that good stuff. We out.